Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, part two of match day two of the Champions League. And the game for this one, Real Madrid versus Napoli. Only here on Into the Net FC, the greatest football podcast in the history of the world, run by yours truly. All of you know who I am. I do not need to introduce myself. So here we go. Let's cut right to the freaking chase now, shall we? Well, it doesn't surprise me Napoli challenged Real Madrid. Real Madrid needed this, honestly. I'm glad that Real Madrid was put forth in a challenge and Real Madrid was able to come away with the win. So it's good to see that Real Madrid took that challenge and they did something about it. Now, you've got to give credit to Napoli, too. You know, Napoli really... The way you can just tell that they were aware of everything that was going on, especially the way Carlo Ancelotti, the formation that he used for this one, you know, Napoli really. I mean, sometimes I'm asking myself, was it Carlo Ancelotti that was trying to counter what Real, what uh, excuse me, what Napoli was launching from their formation, or was it Napoli trying to counter what Carlo Ancelotti was throwing at them? It's certainly heavily debatable, but. The bottom line is, is that both teams were beyond challenging each other and they were fighting tooth and nail. So at the end of the day, Los Blancos, Real Madrid got the win, but you, you can't take anything away from Napoli because Napoli didn't just back down. I mean, Napoli made him fight to the end. Now, it's unfortunate in Napoli's case that an own goal kind of cost them the win. I mean... And I say kind of because, you know, of course, you know, you, you say maybe Napoli shouldn't have let it come down to that, which is true, but and I was, as I was watching this game, I got to tell you, the psychology, the courage, you know, the hard work from both teams, man. You know, this is what I love to see in a football game, especially in a heavily competitive tournament like the Champions League. You know, and keep in mind, Napoli drew first blood, and less than 10 minutes later, Real Madrid equalized. So in this case, it was really good to see Vinny Jr. put the ball into the back of the net. So, and of course, you know, Jude Bellingham, who else but Jude Bellingham? I mean, it was great to see him have, a, have an impact in this one too, because he gave Real Madrid the 2-1 to one lead. But, you know, so going into halftime with Real Madrid up 2-1, to one, you know, I had a feeling Napoli was like, okay... They're going to regroup because, you know, Napoli came out strong in the first half, but I was convinced in the second half they would be a whole lot better, and they were. But the same thing with Real Madrid, but... Now, it, the way it was, it, they drew, I mean... When Napoli was awarded that penalty, I, I think it was because of a handball. I, I'm not... I, I forget who the player was. I believe it may have been Carvajal. I'm not entirely sure, but... 
But when I saw like you know, that ball, you know, hit the defender in the knee and then go up to the hand, I was like, ugh. I really didn't think a, a handball was necessary there, but I guess the referee just decided, nope, it's a handball. So, and at the end of the day, I could I could honestly say still that, uh, well, Real Madrid shouldn't have let it come down to that. Maybe they should have played better. So, so Zielinski actually took the penalty for Napoli. So. And you know, and that that review took you know took quite a bit of time you know and sometimes I say that when a review via the VAR, whether it's short or lengthy, some people would say if it's lengthy, there's not going to be a penalty. Honestly, I feel like you know it could be it, it's a fifty-fifty chance whether the review is short or lengthy. So, so at the end of the day, you know, it, it's just interesting how the referee took his sweet time. Hmm. But okay, okay, it was actually Nacho. It was not. It was not Danny Carvajal. It was Nacho. So, and and of course he was challenging you know the Nigerian uh, striker Osimhen, uh, uh, which I again I hope I pronounced that correctly because I have a habit of butchering uh, the names of football players, which uh, which really breaks my heart because you know I I don't like butchering people's names. But anyway, um, you know, and speaking of somebody that gave you know Real Madrid a hard time, I mean. Osimhen is honestly one of those guys as well. I mean, the whole entire Napoli club gave Real Madrid a hard time, and and Real Madrid just found ways to do something about it. So, so at the same time, I mean, again, you know, the beauty of this one is that both teams fought tooth and nail, and that's what we want. That's exactly what we want. So, so seeing how how it was, you know, after after it was two to two, you know, especially going in after the fifty fourth minute. So now I said to myself, anything can happen now. Napoli could, could could take the lead, and they could inflict even more damage. Real Madrid could take the lead, but if Real Madrid takes the lead by one goal, we all know Real Madrid, uh, Real Madrid's going to have a tremendous amount of pressure, especially because of some of the problems we've seen from the midfield as well as the defense. But the defense managed to actually do a good job. I mean, Real Madrid's defense like, looked at, looks, actually looked really, really solid. solid excuse me. And freaking excitement and the adrenaline. As well as the midfield, so... Now, there was, of course, a little bit of uh, mess-ups, but again, you know, nobody's going to be perfect. But, you know, and, I'm, and, you know, and what's interesting is when I see the lineup, you know... At first, when I saw the midfield, I did not see Eduardo Camavinga there. I was like, oh, boy, no, now he's, now he's on the bench, which at first, you know, broke my heart. But then I saw, nope, actually, Eduardo Camavinga is playing defense, so he's in the defensive backfield, so... So for Carlo Ancelotti to once again come up with something unique to kind of basically be able to uh, keep uh, to keep control, especially and to basically kind of uh, provide a little bit of breathing space and, uh, for the defense, he had Kamavinga play, uh, you know, uh, on one side. You know, you had Daniel Daniel uh, Carvajal play on one, Kamavinga on the other, and then you had Antonio Rudiger and Nacho, you know, in in the, in the center. So and then you had you know, so basically it was four defenders. Three midfielders, one forward, and two strikers. So four by three by one by two. And I have a feeling that we've seen this one before, although I just can't recall exactly when. But seeing, you know, having Vinny Jr. and uh, and Rodrigo, you know, in the front two, I mean, that seems to be the way to go. So and having Jude Bellingham, who's been such a brilliant player so far, and having Jude Bellingham behind them, it makes sense. So it's good to have Jude Bellingham in the front three attack. But I think it's honestly kind of something interesting to have him behind the two strikers. So, you know, and, and seeing how Napoli countered, you know, you know with, um, well, 
with four um, excuse me with four defenders, three midfielders, and three strikers. So it's basically kind of basically a game of, like a game of chess, like trying to basically be able to kind of basically understand what you have to go through from the opposition. So you know, and sometimes sometimes football really is like like a game of chess because the way the formations are set and the way the tactics and everything are going, like. You can tell that one team is always going to be trying to find a way to gain the advantage over the other. Like, specifically be no no less than two steps ahead of the opposition. So, so it's good to see it like that. So, but see, you know, seeing the, the goals, uh, the goals scored, you know, uh, you know, at the end, you know, I was actually happy that when Jude Bellingham scored, what really made me happy is that my boy Eduardo Camavinga provided the assist. And actually, Eduardo Camavinga created one scoring chance, and it worked. So I, I imagine because he had the assist in that goal, I guess that's, that's how they had it. So, you know, and, and Eduardo Camavinga, you know, a player that I've just gone to the ends of the world in defending because, you know, sometimes, I mean, I have been buried. I have been ridiculed for, def for you know, for really have, being a huge fan of Eduardo Camavinga. You know, Eduardo Camavinga, again, is not perfect by any means. But, you know, and people always say he's not that good, he's not, not good at all. And I always say, you know, if Eduardo Camavinga was not good, then how is it that Carlo Ancelotti, the GOAT of Italian football himself, has all the faith in the world in that dude? How, how, is, how can that be if, if Eduardo Camavinga was so bad? I mean, not only that, but, you know, he even, had a, he even deployed Camavinga to play defense. So it's, it's good to see that Carlo Ancelotti is doing his best to really teach and improve Kamavinga by, you know, giving him a secondary position to which he can also uh, eventually be able to greatly excel, you know, providing, you know, he grows and improves as a player. So, and, and this opens opportunities for Eddie Kamavinga. So, so I think Eddie Kamavinga did a good job today. Keep up the good work. And I think Real Madrid, you know, despite the mishaps and everything like that, I think they did great as a team. You know, and speaking of Jude Bellingham, you know, Jude Bellingham provided the assist in Real Madrid's first goal when he provided the assist to Vinny Jr. So, it's good to see the players form this bond and this chemistry on the pitch. And you can basically see them trust one another and work together and win together. So, that is the reason why Real Madrid has always been successful because they always won the titles as a team. Now, everybody says, of course, it was always Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. But, at the end of the day... Real Madrid's always been about teamwork. I mean, that's why all these players get, you know, get like that. They get groomed and everything. So, Real Madrid overall is about business. So, now, I was, uh, it was certainly interesting that you know, Luka Modric not starting didn't really surprise me. But, you know, but, but you, you know, I, I got to tell you, you know, when Real Madrid took the lead, at first it seemed that Federico Valverde scored the game-winning goal. But, of, of course, uh, uh, as they showed the replay... It bounced off a Napoli player, so it was ruled an own goal. And it's very, very unfortunate for the Napoli goalkeeper because he was in the right position, but he just got beat by the ball. I mean, you know, seeing the distance, you know, because sometimes some people will say, look, Napoli cleared the ball away, but unfortunately, a Real Madrid player, Federico Valverde specifically, was at the right place at the right time, and he just took a chance, and it worked. So... I would imagine, like, you know, now, if Napoli probably had kicked the ball deeper, maybe the goal could have been avoided, but... But I, I just think that for Napoli, it was just an unfortunate... It, it was just... It was unfortunate. It's something that happens. Now, I can't say it was a serious blunder. It was 
obviously just, you know, like, like that, but I think for Napoli, it was unfortunate, and Real Madrid, the players, they were just at the right place at the right time, and it worked out in Real Madrid's favor, so that's all I, I can say, really, so... But the fact that, you know, the fact that it's, it's ruled as an own goal, it does make sense. But I think, you know, at, at the same time, uh, we, we all know that, you know, Federico Valverde, you know, made something huge. So, man, it's, I mean, the way that, that ball was just, that, that it was struck with, with such force. I mean, uh, the, the Napoli goal, the goalkeeper, it really is. I mean, just, you know, from 25 yards out, oof. I mean, he got he got a hand on it, but he just could not keep the ball, you know, out of the out of the goal, uh, out of the net. So again, it's very very unfortunate for the Napoli goalkeeper, but you know what? He did he he did try his best. So you know what? He tried his best. So there's no there's no reason to bury the guy. So and going back to um going back to the lineup, I should you know, and I mentioned you know, how Chuameni you know was actually starting because you know. The last time Chuameni was uh, was benched, I mean, uh, Carlo Ancelotti, you know, really, uh, well, he he, he he certainly got a mouthful from from uh, from the critics. So, so the midfield position, having Chuameni in a center midfield and having Tony Cruz on one side and Federico Valverde on the other, I mean, again, it's just you know, Carlo Ancelotti is really kind of juggling things around by saying, okay, let's put this guy there, you know, utilizing these formations. So Carlo Ancelotti really is, you know. He he really is doing what he's always been doing, right? you know, trying to utilize these formations, you know, to try to catch the opposition off guard and to kind of introduce the world of football to something that's probably never seen but seen before. I mean, that again right there is another reason why Ancelotti is the goat of Italian football. So, yeah, hmm. I was saying, you know, Napoli's defense as well. I mean, again, gotta, gotta give him that. I mean. And right now, and right now, it's actually looking as though as Merritt, you know, the Napoli goalkeeper, you know, suffered the own goal. But man, I mean, whether it's him or you know the the ball that the the defender that the ball bounced off of, it's an own goal, and and it was very very fortunate for Real Madrid. So you know, it is what it is, man. It really it really is what it is. So. So, so looking at also you know uh, you know from the saves as well you know the goalkeeper position for Real Madrid has just been so freaking frustrating lately but but it was good to see Capa you know managed to actually make five saves and you know of course Merritt made three so it was good to see Capa have a good have a good game you know everybody's still kind of basically like you know still you know not fully sold on the whole situation but but Capa had a good one and and Real Madrid was just able to be so resilient. Which is which is really what helped them, but you know again you know the same thing goes for Napoli because again when Napoli I mean avoiding that that game winning uh, uh, coughing up that goal I mean again it, it was just so unfortunate so I don't know if you can some would say Real Madrid got lucky on that one I mean the the goal again the Napoli goalkeeper did his did his job to the best of his ability unfortunately he just could he could not finish he could not keep the ball out. But he, he did try. So you, you you can't say that he did it without trying. If anybody were to say that, that that's definitely that's absolutely incorrect. So yeah, he he did try his best. There's no doubt about it. So let's see how things go from there. But but for Real Madrid, you know, and seeing how you know Real Madrid, you know, starting off with a two nothing start, 
you know, and looking at the the group, I mean, Real Madrid up uh, at the top with two with two wins, and Napoli remains in second, and Union Berlin's now at two at two losses after they lost to Braga. So, you know, and, and seeing the group right now, you know, you know, you know, of course, you know, speaking of an upset, I mean, you know, Arsenal losing at losing to Lens to French club Lens. <laughs> That's really uh, t- totally not expected. I mean, Lens is, is at the top of the freaking group right now. So, huh. you got L- Group B. Lens is on top with second place Arsenal, Sevilla in third, and PSV at the bottom. So, huh. that's what I love right there about the Champions League. And, of course, you know, tomorrow, certainly looking to see how Group F you know, turns out. So, so that's day one of match two. And uh, certainly tomorrow, I look forward to talking about the PSG game. So, but until then, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you I hope you're enjoying the Champions League. And again, I thank everybody for uh, for tuning in to listen to the show. And I'd like to remind everybody that NTDNet FC is on Spotify, it's on Apple, it's on Google Podcasts, it's on YouTube, and it's anywhere where you get your podcasts from. So please do me a favor, hit the subscribe button, and please be sure that you hit the notification bell because I want to be sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. One more thing. If you have any friends or family members that love football and they need a football podcast to listen to, then I promise you, no. I guarantee to you that Into the Net FC is the show that they need to listen to. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one, and God bless. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.